Commentate Live. Tuesday by Tuesday by Tuesday. If you don't know the drill by now, Lord, should you? Coming to you live on the ones and twos. You're looking at Grace Ibrahim, just man in the glass there. Big game Bob on the mic. However you're listening, we don't care. We just want to make sure you're listening to the Brilliantly Dumb Show here. This is episode 21 now coming in hot. Just came off a a stellar episode 20. Good numbers for episode 20. Me and Grace really liked what we saw there. Uh, Very happy about that. You know, I kept trying to get an interview for episode 20. I'm like, Grace, who, who who should we try and get? You know, bring somebody in. We had a connection. I hate to call him out, but to this guy. His name is Michael Blackson on Instagram. A lot of people know him, and now he kind of does, like, YouTube series and stuff. He's got, like, 3.2 million followers. So I wanted to have him on. So I was in touch with his manager. We were kind of going back and forth. And his manager goes to me. He goes, okay, um, Michael's willing to do the interview. However, he likes to have girls there waiting for him. Like, he's like a, uh, he's kind of like a horn dog. He's funny. He's a funny guy, but he's like a big horn dog. A lot of his videos are... Like like graphic, sexual type things. He said, you know, do you think you can have a couple girls there for, for when he arrives? I said, hold on a second. Hold on. What, what, what am I? Am I interviewing fucking Mick Jagger here? I, what, what am I? I'm just going to round up a, a, a posse of chicks for this guy to suck him off while I'm interviewing him? He likes to have, can you have some girls ready for him? What am I, Dan Bilzerian? I didn't know John Lennon was coming back from the dead and going to do an interview on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Look, we want him on, but we, you know we're not going to break an arm and a leg for the guy here. I just found that amusing. Can you have some girls? We're doing this in my fucking living room here, sir. If you know, we have Windex as a sponsor. It's our only sponsor right now. I round up some girls for him. Who the fuck do you think I am? Yet alone, who the fuck does he think he is? Shit, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we'll have some Don Julio and some some boobs there ready for him. Just tell him to uh, grab the mic and we'll start going. I got a couple questions for him. The fuck is that? Anywho, moving on. Let's get this rocking and rolling here to our sports segment. Now, I don't I don't like to make the sports segment too c- comedic. Would that be the word for that, Grace, in the right time? Too comedic? Like, I, I try not to make it, you know, funny because I like to really talk about sports. But it's hard to talk about this team without laughing. The New York football Jets, my New York football Jets, are they just atrocious or what? They played the Jaguars this week. They, they made the Jaguars' D look like the 1985 Bears. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, they are such a disaster. But the good thing about it, the funny part about this all, Woody Johnson, who owns the New York Jets, goes up for an interview after the game. All right, and and this is the words from Woody Johnson. He says, you know, if things don't start to turn around, it might be time to start clearing house. Clearing house? Clearing house? Woody, you don't have a house to clear. 
There's nothing in the house. You don't have a fucking apartment. These guys are terrible. Oh, my God. They're letting up 200 rushing yards a game. Clear. How? You don't even got furniture in this house. Woody, you get a clear house. I, I, I mean, and, and they said, you know, the good thing about it, though, is you, you know when you know your season's bad when after week eight you're talking about next year. You're already talking about the 2020 NFL draft. It's like, and he goes, you know, the good thing is we have a lot of veteran, veteran guys that are returning next year. I mean, veteran guys. You mean the guys that have been with us since 2005 and had us 3-13 and 13 the last 20 years? Veteran guys. <laughs> What's so positive about that, Woody? This is a mess. Clear house. There's nothing to clear. Oh, God, are they just terrible. You know, it's like a college coach. It's like a college basketball coach, okay, who just went 1-18. For the season, and he goes, yeah, I know, I know, we had a rough year, but the good thing is we got a lot of lot of seniors returning next year. You don't want them to return. You just won two games. It's a mess. Clear house. Yes. Moving on to our next sports segment here. Um, I want to talk Taco Full. It's amazing to me after these years that I still have not brought up. Taco Fall. For those of you who don't know, he's a center on the Boston Celtics. He comes from UCF. Okay, he played for Central Florida. I don't know how a, a seven foot six Nigerian guy ends up in Central Florida in Orlando, but he did. This guy's fascinating. He is seven foot six. And you know what's what's pretty crazy? A lot of times, if you see a guy that's seven foot, seven foot two. You know, whatever it may be, they're not very coordinated. Taco, Taco's coordinated. His name is Taco Full. That's his real name. That's not a nickname. Can you think of a better nickname for a center on the on the Boston Celtics at seven foot six than Taco Full? He's pretty coordinated. I, I, I mean, it, it, it's pretty fascinating. I mean, he's not great, but for seven foot six, the big fella moves down the floor. He gets rebounds. He's got a little bit of like a hook shot. I mean, you got to see this guy play. But anyway, the Celtics had their opening night the other night. So on ESPN, a notification pops up on my phone, and this was not a joke. It said, Taco Fall is doubtful for tonight's Celtics game. Due to a low ceiling. Now I'm thinking, is the stadium just not tall enough for Taco? No. It's not that. He was in his own house. And he hit his head on a ceiling. How's that? How You talk about a good way to miss a game. He hit his head on the ceiling. Now, this is his own house. You would think he knows the parameters to his own house. He has to live in a mansion or else he's just going to be hitting his head everywhere. He can't have an apartment. I mean, seriously, imagine trying to go to dinner with Taco Fall. Think about that. You got to call the restaurant 
Hi, um, uh, just wanted to see if we could do a table for four tonight. However, before I had him book that table, how tall are your ceilings? It's like, oh shit, I don't think that's going to be tall enough. Do you have any more uh, Italian recommendations? Unfortunately, Italian places tend to have kind of low ceilings, so Taco Fall's been having Greek food for the past six months. They're, they're known to have high ceilings. Try calling an Uber with Taco Fall. An Uber XL might not be big enough. You got to book it, and then once it's confirmed, you got to call the Uber driver. Say, so, I said, do you have a sunroof? I'm here with Taco. This guy is a mammoth of a human being. And in interviews, he's incredible. He's awesome. Very well-spoken. Good teammate. And just fucking massive. So when you're done listening to the episode of 21 here of the Brilliant Dumb Show, go ahead and Google Taco Fall. T-A-C-K-O Fall. <laughs> fucking love that guy. Anywho, moving on. Hey, Grace, you know I finally found a barber... By the name of Stu Liebowitz. Nice Jewish fellow off Pico Pico Boulevard there. Like he's like right next to Factor's Deli. It's great. So you can get a pastrami sandwich and then head on over to Stu for a little bit of a buzz cut there. You know, I think everybody knows about my ongoing feud with Supercuts. They just couldn't get it right. And they, they you know, had me sucked into the rewards program, so I wanted to get my free haircut before, you know, I I, I was in the market for a new barber. I found Stu. Stu Leibowitz, go see him. He he's fantastic. Right next to Factors Deli, it's a place that it just says barbershop. Not like Stu's salon or you know anything like that. Just barbershop. The problem with Stu Leibowitz is that he won't he won't cut hair if it's on a Jewish holiday. And you know what I mean? Do you know how many fucking Jewish holidays there are? It's fascinating. Every time I try and call Stu to make an appointment, he's closed for a Jewish holiday. I can't see the guy. My hair will just be dragging across the floor because I can't see Stu. He's celebrating. I called him up the other day. I said, Stu, this is ridiculous. He goes, Robbie, aren't you Jewish? I said, yeah, I got a little Jew in me. But Rabbi Epstein never briefed me on how many different holidays I could take off. I could be using holiday pay for this, Stu. This is crazy. So what I did was I Googled all of the Jewish holidays. I wanted to know why I can't see Stu. Listen to this. If you type in Jewish holidays 2019, you got two Shabbat, January 21st, Purim, March 21st, Shushan Purim, March 2nd, excuse me if I'm butchering these names a little bit. Passover first day, April 20th. Passover second day, April 21st. Passover final day, April 27th. So that's a week of not being able to see Stu for a haircut. May 2nd, Yum Kahash. May 8th, Yum Hakasan. Yum Hakasamat, May 9th. Shuvat Shuvat. That's the 9th, 10th, and 17th of June there. Can't see uh, Stu in June. September 30th, Rosh Hashanah starts. October 1st, Rosh Hashanah ends. Yom Kippur, October 9th. I mean, the the list goes on and on. Hanukkah starts December 23rd, ends December 30th. 
That's another week of not seeing Stu. I said, Stu, this, this is getting out of hand. He goes, right, what do, what do you want me to do? Change fucking religions? I'm not telling you to change religions, Stu, but I'm telling you to open the barber shop from time to time. Do you really have to celebrate all 17 days of Yom Kippur? You got to put the clippers away for, for that as well? Shit, Stu, this is getting out of hand. He cuts a damn good set of hair, but I mean, this is just outrageous. I can't ever see the guy. These holidays, oh my God, I wish I would have known about this. You know, I was never briefed about all these days that I could be taken off. You know, it's, it's like every day is a Jewish holiday, and nobody can question it. That's like, Robbie, you haven't been to work in two weeks. Yeah, I know, Jewish holiday. What are they going to say? Hey, Robbie, it's now been a month you haven't been to work. Uh, yeah, Jewish holiday ends in uh, next Tuesday. I will see you. Then I'll start back up Wednesday. Do you want me to put some uh, holiday hours in for that? or do I? Is that in the package? Is that in my work package here? I mean, it's just, it, it's crazy. It's like Jackie Robinson Day for baseball. For some, for some reason, in, in the major leagues, I feel like, Every other day is Jackie Robinson Day. You know where they wear the number 42? Where all nine guys on the field have the number 42 on for Jackie Robinson Day? Which is great. I mean, Jackie Robinson's a legend. But I just feel like it's it's every other day is Jackie Robinson Day. Goddamn, Stu. Get back in the barbershop. Bobby needs a cut. These holidays are out of control. Oh, what a package Stu Lebowitz has. Anywho, moving on from stew to the next topic. Grace, I had my first experience at a, at a veterinarian. I've never been to one of those things. I had a dog growing up, but my mom was always the one that handled that. You know, she kind of did the whole walk him and take him to the vet when need be, feed him type deal. I just took care of, you know, petting him from time to time. I'm a dog guy. I'm not, I'm not a huge dog guy. You know, I like him. I don't have an issue with them. I get along with I have a good relationship with most dogs. Um, so, I, I mean, I really don't mind them. I wouldn't get one for myself, you know, I, I, at this juncture in my life. Um, but I like them. My colleague, he has a dog, family man. And uh, he's got a dog, Charlie, this big old German shepherd. This thing is so damn smart. I, I, I mean, these German shepherds. If if you put a, me and a German Shepherd in a, in a room and have us do the SATs, it it's going to come pretty close. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Partly because I'm just not all there mentally. Partly because these things are so damn smart. But anyway, his dog Charlie swallowed something, and he's away for work, like vacation slash work type deal. But his wife is home. And he calls me and he said, Robbie, I got a little bit of an issue. Charlie swallowed something. We got to take him to the veterinarian. However, Danielle has to go into work. Would you mind just taking him over to the veterinarian until she gets there? I was off that day. I said, yeah, sure. What do I care? So I get in my car. I go to pick up Charlie. I, I, I kind of treated the thing like it's a human. Like this dog is so smart. I just... Yeah, I, I didn't know really what to do. I was kind of out of my out of my comfort zone. I'd never been to the veterinarian. And I called them and I said, Dan, shout out Dan Myers. I said, Dan, can I 
just Google veterinarians near me? Is there a, is there a specific vet that that Charlie feels comfortable with? You know, wh- wh- what do I do? So he sends me to this veterinarian that they go to. But it's amazing with the insurance as far as how much dogs can be. You know, I think when we get the notion of, oh, you know, let's go get a dog, it, it's all it's all great and all. You know, dogs are great. Man's best friend. But, I mean, God forbid something happens to them. And Charlie, I knew Charlie swallowed something. Because he seemed, he was just very uncomfortable. It's like he was trying to hiccup this thing out of there. The whole car ride there. But I'm... <laughs> I, 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 I treated this like I, like he was a human. It's like even when I pulled in, I was like, "All right, Charlie, you go ahead. I'm gonna find parking." As if Charlie was just gonna waddle on in as he knows the doc's office. Hey, let me go park. You, you, you go ahead. Okay, I'll me. I'll catch up with you. Start, start signing in. You know, I felt like he would just kind of just walk in, sign the book. Hey, I'm Charlie here for the one thirty. I got something caught in my throat. So anyway, we go into this veterinarian. I walk into the office. There's like 10 different dogs in there. So I'm like, oh, shit, Jesus. If I thought doctors, you had to wait a long time. Imagine veterinarians. This is not going to be good. Me and Charlie are in there for a good two and a half hours. Danielle is, is just is nowhere to be found at this point. She's still stuck at work. So I, I'm in it for the long haul. Big favor that just like an I owe you later. Me and Charlie are starting to get pissed off. <laughs> like, even Charlie's like, you know, come on, guys. I got something stuck in my throat. This is getting ridiculous. Finally, the veterinarian comes out, and they call you like you're a human. They're like, uh, so So the veterinarian even came out. They opened the door and said, Sparky, Dr. Jones is ready to see you now. I threw a fit because me and Charlie had been there 30 minutes before Sparky walked in. So I finally had it. And I said, excuse me, um, we were here long before Sparky. We, did Sparky have a 1 o'clock and showed up late? I mean, we got the one thirty slot. This is getting a little ridiculous. Sir, sir, we'll be right with you. Sparky goes walking right in. Yeah, well, well, me and Charlie will be over here. Meanwhile, Charlie's got a Frisbee stuck in his throat. Really appreciate that, Doc. God forbid Charlie goes down. This is on me, okay? So let's... Let's speed this up a little bit, please. Finally, they call us in. But what's amazing about the insurance that my friend had was for dog insurance, if we knew Charlie had swallowed something, if it was a pet-related toy or item that Charlie had swallowed, insurance would cover it. But if it's not, say it was like a fork or whatever it may be, a pencil, a pen that you left lying around the house, it's your responsibility. It's like getting into the ac- an accident. You know, if it's not your fault, you're in the clear, you just got to pay the deductible and let insurance do their thing. But if it is your fault, you got yourself a deductible, then you're the one dealing with the other insurance and a lot more coming out of the pocket. So I don't know what's in his throat. I'm talking to Dan, giving him updates. On what's going on. And it was very nerve wracking. Because whatever comes out of this throat. We don't know if that's going to be a $5,000 lump sum. Or just a $50 veterinarian fee. So it's a very nerve wracking thing. 
And I'm talking to Dan. He's nervous as shit, too. Because, I mean, it's a a substantial amount of money. It's honest to God. I was thinking about as Dr. Jones is waiting to, to try and get this thing out of Charlie's throat. It's like putting a bet on a $5,000 game. Imagine how nervous you would be not knowing what, I, what you know, is it the fork coming out of there or is the Frisbee? So I'm on the phone with him as he's pulling this thing out. He didn't need surgery or anything. And I'm giving updates like it's a football game. It's like, all right, Dr. Jones is headed down the throat. It looks to be something blue. He pulls it out. I, and I was so nervous for Dan with, with the amount of money that this was going to be. We went bananas. He pulled out. It was actually a Frisbee. So all he needed to pay was the vet fee. I said, Dad, it's a Frisbee. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're going fucking nuts <laughs> in the doctor's office. Danielle finally walks. I said, Danielle, it's a Frisbee. It's a Frisbee. We're hugging and all. I mean, it, it's just... The, it, it was bizarre. It was such a uh, a weird circumstance, and it, it just made me realize how much goes into getting a pet. Thank God Charlie sucked down a Frisbee. I didn't know what was coming out of there. Even if it was a napkin, that's your responsibility. Something lying around the house. We're talking $2,000, whatever it may be. Frisbee, we're in the clear. We went nuts. I was giving him updates, and I almost got too excited. Um, you know, and then I checked with Charlie was okay. Danielle took him, and that, that was they. We were there for, I would say, three hours. But just know, folks, there's more that goes into getting a dog than you may think. I was just, I, I was just fascinated by the whole thing. Anywho, moving on. Well, Miss Grace Ibrahim, if I'm not mistaken, I have been before, but I don't think I am this time. It is time for everybody's favorite segment of the pod here on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Grace, if I could trouble you just for a little bit of a drum roll, please. It's the Ass Bob segment. Week by week by week, Tuesday by Tuesday by Tuesday, I tell you, find folks, fire in the DMs. Ask away anything you want to know. Submit your question to the Ask Bob segment. You know who submitted their question today. It's coming from Paul Greenberg out of Lexington, Kentucky. Greenberg wants to know, Bob, did your friend Zach ever serve the one-game suspension for his football Sunday blunder? Great question, Greenberg. Great question. For those of you who aren't listening, I think that was three episodes ago. My buddy had brought in a obnoxious girl that he met on Bumble. On Bumble. We had never met her before. It's not like we knew her and she showed up to Football Sunday. Football Sunday is religious to us. We take it very seriously. This girl came in just wasted. Who's got the white claws? And we all looked around each other like, oh, what the fuck? Who is this? She was obnoxious. So what we did was we gave our friend Zach. Now, by the way, Zach is actually an alias for him. He didn't want to be named on the podcast because he knew how bad he screwed up. So Zach is an alias. However, we told him that due to bringing a random Bumble chick that we have never met before, he had to serve a one-week suspension from NFL Football Sunday that did indeed stay intact. Because you know what? If If we didn't set the standard there, 
They're, 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 you know, we, we had to make an example out of them. It just can't happen. Mid-football Sunday, it's still the 10 o'clock games. You know, later in the afternoon games, it kind of you know, starts to dwindle away. We're mid-10 o'clock games, right in the midst of it. This girl just walks in. Who's got the white claws? Oh, God. So, yes, Greenberg, he did serve the one-week suspension. Just to even tell you how, how seriously we take Football Sunday, it's just so enjoyable to me. Every morning, Football Sunday, we go to Factors Deli, 7.30 in the morning. It's the first omelet that comes out of the kitchen. And we go back and we just watch football all day, and we love it. I, it's just, I look forward to it every single week. We were at the Nice Guy, this restaurant that me and Cuts like to go to. And from my lunch earlier that day that I had had, I had a, a piece of zucchini stuck in my throat. And it was starting to become serious. I couldn't get it out. I was drinking water. I was putting water down with it. I Then when we went to the Nice Guy later that night, I even said to our favorite bartender, Chris Doyle, I said, Doyle, do, do you think you can give me some like hot water or something to you know get this down? They were feeding me coffee, whatever it took to get this piece of zucchini down. I couldn't get it down. So I said to Cuts, I said, Cuts, I, I got to go to urgent care, but I, it was, this was Saturday. I said, Cuts, I got to go to urgent care, but I can't go tomorrow. He goes, why can't you go tomorrow? I said, football Sunday. I said, so what, you're just going to let a piece of zucchini stay stuck in your throat so you could watch the Vikings play the Rams? Like, well, come on. We're like, you got to you gotta get this taken care of. No chance. I wasn't missing a single snap. There's just no way. So the entire football Sunday, I just spent it with a piece of zucchini in my throat. Yesterday, I went to the urgent care. They took like some plastic pipe. I said, Doc, that's got to be a piece of zucchini, right? He goes, I don't know what it is, but we're going to get that out of there. And they just plunged this thing right down into my stomach. It was that easy. But yeah, I spent the entire football Sunday with just a big old clung a zucchini stuck in my throat. That's how serious we take it. So don't don't show up with a random girl that you met on Bumble that we had never met before and had 10 mimosas prior to showing up to Football Sunday. So I got news for you, Zach. You had to pay the price. His appeal was denied. You know, we enjoyed our Football Sunday. He'll be back next weekend. Hope that answers your question there, Greenberg. Well, uh, this is going to go ahead. We're going to put a kibosh on the whole thing, on the whole episode 21. Been a pleasure for me. I know it's been a pleasure for Grace. We're going to keep this thing on rolling here, folks. Again, a lot of momentum here around the Brindley Dumb Show. We're rolling right along. Maybe we'll, maybe Michael Blackson will come on next week. If anybody has 10 girls that uh, are free next week, then we could bring Michael Blackson along. Anywho, that closes it out. I'm Big Game Bob. That's Grace Ibrahim. I look forward to seeing you next week, folks. That does it here, episode 21 of the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Have a damn good week, folks. <laughs>